You're about to listen to the latest episode of the I Took My Lad to Leeds podcast. Do yourself a favor, hit the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. Leave us a five-star rating if you will. If not, if you want to give us any less than five stars, we don't want to hear it. And maybe leave us a message in the review section too, because then you'll get a mention on next week's episode. Now turn up your device and enjoy the latest episode of I Took My Lad to Leeds. took my lad to Leeds and happy bank holiday Monday that's right we're back lad to Leeds say hello lad hi guys and what a time to be back as a Leeds United fan lots to talk about let's get straight to it A great Monday it is, uh, if you're listening to it on Bank Holiday Monday. The sun is shining on both sides of the Pennines. Record temperatures, I think, for uh, Leeds uh, this weekend. Obviously, we're not in Leeds. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us into Season 2, I'm the dad, this is Lad. Hi. And we're actually uh, based on the wrong side of the Pennines, behind enemy lines. We're in Manchester, well, Stockport to be more precise. Uh, lad was born here, he's a Stockport lad, but one of the proudest things that I've managed to achieve in my life is for my son to be born on the wrong side of the Pennines and be a Leeds fan. Yes, I know I've done well. So, uh, Red Hot here today. Uh, I hope your day, whatever day is, is you're listening to this podcast, uh, is a good one. Uh, we're going to drop our regular uh, podcast on a Monday from now on. And we're going to look back at the last seven days of the world of fans in the Leeds United world. Um, and then obviously look at what's coming up in the next seven days. And we'll hit you with another podcast the following Monday. So, what a week, eh? I know. We returned to Ellen Road. It was absolutely fantastic. Wasn't it great? Just, I mean, explain to me how you felt going back there after last season. It was our first game. We'd been on holiday. It it was a, a wonderfully brilliant vibe, wasn't it, that we yeah. had going there? How I, did you feel about I, it? Well, I, I think, well, there it sounded like one of the loudest Leeds United matches I have been to. Because when Eddie scored, literally after that, it was like, like the whole ground was shaking and that. He fell over, ref. Give it to Costa. Come on, Costa. Maybe it might compare to a bit of the playoff semi-final well, second yeah. leg. Derby, when Dallas scored that goal. Yeah, when Dallas scored that. That was one of the most amazing. The only one, like, when Dallas scored that goal, I can remember losing my head to yeah. um, in the past was when, when... they went on and scored. Well, a few people might remember the goal that Lee Bowyer scored when it was absolutely chucking it down with rain against AC Milan and everything around that. That, that was quite a special goal. And it seemed to, like you say, the whole place seemed to rock. But it was almost like kind of when we were walking around Ellen Road, there was just this like wonderfully... I don't know if we were just a bit rose-tinted glasses because it was our first game back for the season. And, you know, we hadn't been... 
We haven't seen Leeds win at home since Blackburn 3-2 at Christmas. Yeah. You know, all the other games we've been to or seen, we've lost. So, I don't know. It kind of felt like we were. it was new beginnings for us this season. And go, I mean, we're up in the Upper East End as normal. But, I mean, you know, going back over this last seven days, it, it is, you know, and seeing the guys in, in real life uh, rather than just like we have on streams whilst we've been a, a, away on holiday abroad... Um, which, by the way, uh, we were eight hours behind where we were. Yeah. And there is something about football being played at seven in the morning that I really quite like. You know, just to watch on, on telly, because obviously there's nothing like going to a game, but there's quite a nice thing about having all the football done by breakfast time. Um, but it was, seeing Leeds United for me, I felt like, I mean, we, we I don't know what it is, because we are playing the same kind of football, but we seem that there is definitely a step up of level, isn't there? Do you yeah, I feel that? like we don't lose the ball as much from like silly mm. passes and that. Mm. I feel like, but if we do, we're like straight on them, straight. We're like right on them straight away. Mm. And then I think you know with the new back line bringing in Ben White, I think Berardi coming in for Liam Cooper, he has had a good couple of games. Mm, agreed. But obviously he's going to lose his spot because you know Liam Cooper's the captain. But I think Berardi's been great. Ben White's been like probably one of the best players. Oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, let, let's get season. stuck into that now. Let's get because I know everyone's been having conversations about this. But um, you know, we were kind of here, there, and everywhere about Pontus Janssen going. If you listen to the last episode of uh, last season, we we kind of were open to him going if we were going to get a good bit of money. But I didn't feel like the money was great. It's five mil. Um, so I was, you know, we were probably a bit more down on that transfer than than most, but. Uh, well, other than the roof one, which came out of nowhere. But, um, yeah, Ben White, let's focus on him. I mean, you know, the Stoke game on Saturday, what I thought was going to be always his biggest challenge for us yet because of, yeah, the opposition. That Stoke team should be a lot better than they are, by yeah. the way. Um, but he was without Coops. You know, that back four was a bit makeshifty. I mean, it's not been our back four uh, from the start of the season. And, man, he just looked. I mean, there's that clip. We shared it. Um uh, on uh, uh, our socials at Lad to Leeds, and um, you—it's it, just so cool, so, so cool, calm, collected. I mean, you—you you identified uh, someone's wrote a song, uh, which I think just kind of—it's not really a song. I think it's just a bit of a mixing. What is it? What you got? What is Pond it? Just take it song. through it. Take it, it through because it don't rhyme. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. So take it. What? What is it? Ben White is magic. He wears a magic hat, and if you threw a brick at him, you'd probably take it down on his chest, pirouette it around three plays, and spray a forty-yard pass out to Kiko on the wing. I mean, I mean, and that for me just sums up Ben. You know, yeah. that 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 is what he did. The passing, the control, the calmness under pressure, high pressurized. The only time I think he looked like he was struggling. Uh, in most recent games, and you know, I say struggle in in like essentially, it, it just wasn't his best game. Uh, he still, you know, kept a clean sheet. Was the Salford game, wasn't it? Because he struggled with the big guy. I think big, yeah. a big hefty. It was it was that one, wasn't it? it was, yeah, but like when you think about it, though, you're playing against the League Two side, and mm. their and their type of play style is put it to the big man. Our back four, what? There's, there's got to be no one higher than like six one or six two, mm. no chance. And but then like you know you're coming against the League Two side who are gonna have a striker about six foot five. I think what and, he like, makes up bulky. for what he makes up for for not the physique, 
he makes up for in just um, being able to read a game, jumping, and and great skill. You know, yeah. he's got great technical ability. Technical ability Janssen doesn't have, and, and Coops doesn't have, and that's kind of his way of making up for any physicality. And you know, at the end of the day, he will um, win balls, win tackles by just that. You don't always have to be a big bruiser to play at the back. I mean, I mean, we're jumping ahead to the the Stoke game, ahead of even uh, kind of giving a little bit of more thought to the Brentford game. It, for man of the match, uh, there, there was that first 40 minutes where I and you'll back me up lad on this I was giving it all right Pabs and Dallas need to get a grip of this because I thought they were having a shocking game three minutes later and then three minutes later I'm saying what a magician uh, Pabs is and what a great finish to Dallas what a great run and positioning it was you know it's um, uh, I think that that is uh, a reminder of how brilliant Pablo Hernandez is uh, how he can have an awful game, but he just doesn't stop trying. And with that, he um, will pull out that that those balls that he put through, the, the Dallas one in yeah. particular, was spectacular. If that was in the Premiership, if we were in the Premiership with that, he would that be getting replayed and replayed and replayed everywhere. Yeah. It really would. And then... The Alioski ball, where Alioski had a shot and Bamford finished it. Yeah. That ball from Pablo again was absolutely. I mean, it was it was absolute mustard. And you you then look at how we will now sub him for Costa. I mean, that's great, isn't it? You know, Costa yeah. comes on and we have a different effect on the pitch. And that going back to our game in midweek with Brentford, it was kind of Pablo didn't have a great game. Yeah. You, you, you kind of live by that rule, never sub him because he will do something and Bielsa subbed him and Costa, Costa did it. And we need to talk about that Costa cross because there's an element to it I think we need confirmed. I'll put it out there on social media so I think a few, I'll, I'll read a few of the responses probably. Substitutions Bielsa made in that Brentford game were absolutely perfect both from a personnel point of view and what was needed point of view. And... It is almost like with Bielsa's strategy and the, and the coaching staff strategy at the moment, it really does feel like that there is a little bit of a difference in decision-making of what they're doing. And I think certainly what has happened and what Bielsa's taking from last season isn't failure in its learnings. And despite having what you could arguably say is a depleted squad to last year because of who's gone, uh, I mean, Eddie's great, don't get me wrong, but he's no roof. Um, you know, he yeah. didn't have that experience. You know, uh, Janssen's gone, and you know, yeah, Ben White's stepping up. But once you start dropping players, you know, it's, we, we, numbers-wise, we're certainly no better. But the way we're approaching this this season now it seems to be a hell of a lot more effective, and I'm I'm kind of more excited about how we're playing now compared to last season, which was more of a surprise when we're all learning what Bielsa was about. I mean, would you say that reflects how you feel about this? Well, yeah, um, something to say about Eddie. Um, I actually saw something on social media. It's that Eddie Inketia has scored in all of his appearances for his clubs. So for Arsenal, he scored on his first debut. Appearances, first right, appearances, First okay. appearances, yeah. Scored on his debut for Arsenal. Scored on his debut for the under-23s. Carabao Cup debut scored. And then also... Yeah. I mean, he's debut. special. You can tell he's special. He, he's, yeah. he's got... He looks more of a poacher for me he looks more of a poacher for me than than we've had previously I think he's good at getting the ball and running as well well. we seem to be doing a lot more 
uh, having a lot more success with um, though that kind of movement where we go out wide um, for the the finishing. So they always come at the back post. You yeah. know, we we are, I think our wing backs and wingers are going to have a lot more success this year. And, yeah. You know, Alioski scoring uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and the and way, Dallas and the way Eddie scored and the Dallas goal, it always seems like that seems to be be more effective now than ever. And you know, I'm going to flag it. That's got a lot to do with Forshaw in the centre of midfield. He is. I think he's been fantastic, but I think there's a curse on him because well, he cannot score. I mean, he, he, he cannot score. He needs to go on shooting practice. Well, when we were watching the game on Saturday against Stoke, um, I think they said something about it. It was after he took a shot. He hasn't scored a goal in three years. <laughs> and you're just thinking about it. The amount of chances that he has for us. You'd be thinking he's scoring about ten of, like between five or ten goals. It's in the last two games, isn't it, that yeah. we've really you know, you're looking at him uh, and going, He's gonna score. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like he's gonna score. Yeah, it's like it's like oh Pablo Nandez plays the through yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, it's it's, uh, it's exciting to know that's there. Um Click is is uh, mediocre. I, I, I'm finding it. He's not mediocre, uh, uh, but I'm finding him probably in-game inconsistency. Um, it really kind of makes me excited to think though that. Um, and I thought Pablo yesterday played a lot. I mean, having said that, I thought a lot of the Leeds players at one point you were going, "How come he's on the right? Who cares? Look, look, look how we're playing." There seem to be you know swapping and changing, especially in those offensive movements all over the place. Um, but you know. I think there's this exciting option of moving Pablo into the middle and then having Costa on the wing that uh, I think is wonderful. You know, yeah. That's really kind of uh, um, weirdly. And, uh, the, the bringing in of Costa just seems to have given us like multiple more options than we've we possibly had before. At Lad to Leeds is what we are on Twitter. At uh, Lad to Leeds on Instagram. Please follow us. Please comment on what we're doing now. This is a fan podcast. This is uh, kind of where we want to give you the voice on here and uh, uh, because that's what we are. We're just fans. There's nothing special about uh, Lad or I. We just absolutely love Leeds and we want this to be the forum where uh, all Leeds fans get to join in and have a chat, disagree with us, agree with us, or bring some more points to the to the table. And actually, we have got some features that are, are all fueled towards engaging with you guys and getting new showtime on this podcast. We put something out there on our socials, the at Lad to Lead socials. Uh, we were asking about match day superstitions because something that has happened in the last uh, seven days. Um, and it was complete by accident. We would normally take scarves to games. We would normally, when we watch or listen to uh, leads in in house, we would have scarves yeah. out and about. Yeah. We haven't done that. Only one. <laughs> and we we're not just one. We're, we're winning really well, and the atmosphere, the vibes are, are so much more positive. And that kind of led us to go. You know, I, I'm. I think that's more of a superstition I've enforced on you. Like, I mean, do you have any superstitions that I don't know about, lad? Is there something that you kind of always take note of for these games? Well, I always wear this top to games, and we seem to do what well the yellow sometimes. one. Yeah, I mean, you haven't always though, because that, that's a real reason. Yeah, I've, it's, worn, so, it's, I've worn the white one so sometimes. I think we've done bad. You're wearing it right now. That's the the Leeds United First Division Championship from the, the early nineties. Yorkshire Evening Post, the away kit. You, you're kind of thinking that's your winning top. Yeah. Right, okay, because that, that's interesting because we had a few uh, come through. This uh, Ash underscore Sugden 1994 came through and I wore the yellow no sponsor capit shirt once to a game. That was a mint 
mint top, by the way, wasn't it? You remember the Kappa one? Well, that yeah. season one, you we have didn't have the, a sponsor. Do you have the home one? I have the home one. I didn't I mean, like it. Well, the, the, the problem with it was if you weren't a child or you weren't a footballer or someone who was a bit of a gym freak, it never would look. I mean, I had to get XXXL in that just so it wasn't skin tight. Um, but having said that, Ash says he wore that kit and it's never seen Ellen Road again because of a lost. So he never went. So Fair the, enough. The, the, the top thing does exist. Um, X Lucas uh, underscore Hilton X uh, certain clothes and scarves again we've got this scarf thing here um, Bailey Haig I wear the same lead shirt every home game until we lose and then swap for a different one last season was good but spent a fortune on shirts and training tops and we always drive the same way and get very flustered if there's road closures that last one actually routine routine seemed to have uh, flagged up quite a lot actually yeah. and then uh, it was uh, I'm, 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 this actually isn't a name but K-N-1-G-H-T-Y-Y I do you think it's nighty it's meant to do that but uh, only ever go through the same ter- turnstile when they go there as well, well we uh, always go through the same well, do you know we, we normally up a Upper East, so we kind of uh, we do vary. We don't go through the same one. It just, I mean, I and even four on the right. It, I like just look for the queue. Is. I'm just looking at the queue there. I just yeah. go, which one can I get into quicker uh, at that side? But um, no, I get that routines rather than it seems to be a fifty-fifty. Either routines seem to be really important with all the correspondence we got coming in, or it was actual items of clothing, the scarf thing lad what do we do you know with with looking at all the correspondence we got in what is the decision do we do we get superstitious now and don't don or have anything dressed in our scarf do they stay in the bag under this desk where they stay when match days aren't on yep nothing just well seeing as we're winning without having any scarves don't think we're getting superstitious but then until we lose wear the scarf so what do you mean? So what we do? So like, we're going scarfless. So like, so basically, yeah. So we're going scarfless, but when we lose, we put the scarf. So on. that's it. It's official. We're going scarfless until we lose. I mean, this is in a season when I'm predicting 100 points and 100 goals for Leeds United in our centenary Which year. Which I think is out of this world, well, especially the 100 goals. Well, I don't know. I would look at yesterday. If Eddie Eddie kicks in, we're scoring goals from everywhere, not not just relying from up front. You know. Yeah, but that's um, like hundred goals. By the way, we haven't talked about Bamford. Hundred like, goals is like two goals yeah, every game, two or three goals. I reckon we can do it. I reckon we can do. It. I reckon it's possible. There's I no think way. that that's kind of a vision. I think that's where we'll kind of go with it. Um, so there, at Lad to Leeds on Twitter, at Lad to Leeds on Instagram. Search. I took my Lad to Leeds on Facebook. Please get in touch. Let us know about your superstitions. Please ping those over to us. Uh, Lad to Leeds at gmail If you want to drop us an email now. It's time for one of our brand new features for the centenary year. This feature is the weekly bruh. Okay. (laughs) The term bruh stems from some Vine videos in the last few years. I mean, I think it's actually started about 2014. This is old. Essentially, within the lad, your generation, uh, that phrase is to highlight a moment of exemplary and quite spectacular fail isn't it yeah. it's like what you say if, uh, if i tripped up i went oh what would you say 
Bruh. There you go, straight away. And give us an example of, of a recent bruh moment. A recent, a recent bruh moment. I, if you didn't know, we recently went on holiday to California. Mm. So in LA, it's the first night. We find this place, um, this pizza kitchen, and we're there, and we think it, we ask the person, "Do we sit? What do you think? Do we sit inside or outside?" Then my dad says, "Well, you're thinking inside because there isn't really a view." And then, as soon as you turn right, there is the Hollywood sign. One in of the all most spectacular glory. views yeah. in, in or, or iconic views. In, One of in the all most of greatest views. Mm. Yeah. So, outside. So then you went, bruh. There, so the weekly bruh. So essentially what this is going to be each week, we'll identify a couple of moments from the world of Legionited only um, that challenge for the biggest spectacular fail, i.e. bruh, of the last seven days. It's going to be called the weekly bruh. And here's a little jingle we did with one of the biggest bruh moments from last year. Bruh. There's no amazement from anyone who works in football will not be amazed in the slightest. Bruh, bruh. bruh. This week's candidates for the weekly blur are from the last seven days, referee Andy Davis' inability to see free back-to-back handballs in our home game versus Brentford. That was, that was horrific. Stoke City's Twitter account that on Friday posted a picture of their manager celebrating their win against Leeds last season's with the word tomorrow and a fist pump. Then the Leeds United admin message back Amazing today and Amazing it's just him sat there really sadly. Bamford's analogy uh, about um, attempted murder when trying to defend his dive against Villa in the documentary Take Me Home. Um, this is a clip. And then how guys, so it doesn't matter, Dan. Yeah, it's like, like you try and murder someone and then die yeah. and kill them. I mean, we kind of know what he was trying to say, so maybe. Um, with that element, he, he doesn't win the daily, uh, the weekly bro. Uh, what what do we think, lad? Let's discuss. So, referee Andy Davis' inability to see three back-to-back handballs in our home game versus Brentford, one of which should have given us a penalty. That that was quite bro. To be fair, no, it wasn't even bro. It was just like I was fuming there. I was like, "What? There's yeah. three handballs. There's even one yeah. where the guy had his arm out. The ball bounced up, hit his arm. Everyone in the same appeals was like, "No, mate, sorry, that's I not mean, a handball." When, when you see the uh, replay and it, it was all over socials, uh, you know, Leeds fans sharing it left, right, and centre. That was really quite spectacular. Um, I mean, that was bro. Uh, the the Stoke City Twitter account. I mean, for me. It, it was highlighted. I mean, those guys at the moment don't have much to shout about, so you can understand why they do kind of look back on last year and to you know try and get the fans hyped for it. And by the way, how empty was that stadium? Oh. I mean, they've gone from essentially being the noisiest club in the Premiership uh, and getting. I used to get plaudits for it left, right, and centre. You know, people used to hate going there. Uh, all those Premiership teams to probably one of the most pants. I mean, that was shocking yeah. yesterday, wasn't it? The, yeah. the most pants stadium in, I would say, pants crowd more so than... Uh, I mean, I can't remember seeing Stoke being like that for 
I mean, you know, I don't particularly follow Stoke, but we've seen a lot of them in the Premiership. I mean, some that that's a sign that that club's in trouble. I think he yeah. he won't be there much longer. That manager mm-hmm. that that was uh, I actually saw that Paul Hart, who was the manager of our youth team that beat Man United in the early nineties, had No Whelan and Jamie yeah. Morrison. He's there. Uh, he's part of the coaching staff there. Yeah, I I think there's going to be a huge change there, unfortunately, uh, for Stoke because you know I know a few Stoke fans and and you know and look, for us. Okay. So if they get a good manager, might well be yeah, easy beating, you that's know? a great point. It's it's kind of like the Huddersfield scenario, isn't it? You kind of think yeah. they've got rid of a manager at the right I time. They're coming down. Well, I, I mean, think they are one down. of my. They are looking shocking. They are showing signs of a club in freefall. Uh, however, getting rid of the manager like they have, and again, like what you're referring to with Stoke, if they did that, I think possibly. Yeah, they may recover. I mean, the Bamford thing. You've actually opted out of uh, watching that, haven't you? you, you I mean, look, yeah, we have, let's touch on it for a quick sense. You, the, the, the Take Me Home documentary, um, obviously the Bamford moment where he compares um, the lad getting away with murder uh, to him diving, and the reality is he didn't get touched. What did, That documentary as a whole, before we finish off the bruh, uh, the weekly bruh, what, what is your feeling now? Because you've opted out of watching it. You only did what, the first three? Thing is though, I mean, I think it was just when we were coming back off like an eleven hour flight <laughs> and then I was just All jet right. lagged. So there was probably one I was tired and two I just couldn't be bothered watching it. Because we couldn't but, watch it abroad because uh, Amazon Prime wouldn't stream it for us abroad. So we nailed it. Well, I jumped on it when we got back. It was two days but after. Then, but then I also think though, it's that, you know, Yes, it may be quite interesting seeing what was going on behind, you know, mm. behind closed doors mm. at the club. But I was just thinking, do I really want to relive them last two months of that season? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. I, I watched it all. Yeah. And that that derby game. Yeah. A tear came down my cheek. Yeah. It, ge- it genuinely came down cheap but do you know what it felt like more than anything it felt like closure it felt like okay let's move on it is what it is and also you know i think all that experience it's not failure don't see it as failure see it as learns and i think that that's our difference this season is, is i think the bielsa and the coaching staff have seen that and learned but let's wrap up the weekly bro we've gone off on a tangent massively referee andy davis of inability to see free back-to-back handballs stoke city's twitter account for that post to put out on friday Bruh. or bamford's analogy of attempted murder when trying to defend his dive against villa last season on the documentary take me home lad would you please award the weekly bruh goes to so this bruh award goes to i think the stoke city the stoke twitter Twitter account well done stoke city social media team you are the first ever weekly bruh there's no amazement from anyone who works in football will not be amazed in the slightest remember guys uh, we would actually like uh the weekly bruh to become about league united fan experiences i mean obviously we'll always pick and choose because you know being a league united fan uh, you do experience uh, on and off the pitch a lot of bruhs, but any stories about going to games or things that have happened on the travels, I'm sure there's some amazing bruh away fans or, or if you just want to out your mates, your Leeds mates who have said some really bruh things and it's good to just have a Legionite connection, but let's get the bruh thing going. Like it to be about you at Lad to Leeds on Twitter, at Lad to Leeds on social media. That's Lad yawning in the background. Apologies. Yeah, sorry. sorry that I'm so boring. No, uh, I'm just at tired. Lad, Lad to Leeds 
at gmail.com if you want to drop us a mail. Make sure you do. Now, the next seven days, we get Stoke again at home on Tuesday night in the League Cup second round. Um, whilst we're away, we obviously got the uh, class of 92. We gave them a nice little lesson. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie scoring his... Uh, is that, that was his debut goal, yep. wasn't it? He came on. Uh, well, no, he started that game, didn't he? I mean, actually... No. I want to get that. Let's get. Let's get that. Let's get that up. Yeah, he started that game and and got subbed. I want to just go through the team because I've got kind of like an angle on this uh, that I want us to to discuss uh, because I think um, in that team, the Stein, it was uh, Eddie up front, Clark on the wing, Click, Shackleton, Costa, Phillips doing that kind of midfield and wingers. Uh, Alioski, uh, Leif Davis, Ben White and Berardi at right back, Kiko in goal. What I'd like us to do, and I'm putting it out there now, and this kind of will nicely uh, lead us on to uh, our second feature of uh, uh, the show as well, because I think um, uh, we, it, essentially we have got the most controversial uh, feature in podcasting and possibly radio sporting history coming up. Uh, it's what everybody will be talking about across the, the, the country. But firstly, let's go back to this. I would like us to take out... I would like that team to start, but I'd take out Click. I'd take out Phillips. I'd take out Berardi and White at the moment and Alioski. Who'd you uh, put in? I would like... Well, I think the strategy moving forward, who gives a rat's ass about the Cario... Uh, that's a swear. Carabao. Carabao Cup. With the level our squad is at, as far as numbers, I think it's vitally important this year, and I'm hoping this is part of that strategy that uh, Bielsa's uh, moving towards, is that we use that under-23 squad more because we, we're going to yeah. need them. Um, and, and when I say we're going to need them, we're going to need them for the league. And I think the Carabao Cup should be, and this is a bit of an old-school strategy that a lot of people have failed, but had some success with uh, you know, a lot of premiership sides, where you introduce these players who are skirting on the edge. So, you know, essentially, I mean, Leif Davis, he is a left-back anyway, isn't he, by yeah. trade? So, I mean, you'd, immediately you'd move him, you'd keep him in the side, and you'd move him over to the left. Uh, instead of playing in the centre-back position he did. And then, so you need two centre-backs to fill that, that position there. Yeah? Mm. I mean, let's get the boys from the under-23s. Yeah. You know, let's get, uh, is it um, Strugic? Pas- Pascal Strugic. Yeah, let's get, let's get him in there. You know, let's get, let's get these guys minutes and time. It's not going to destroy them. You know, go, going up against Stoke, as we've seen, they're not as good, and but they are of a certain level, which I think our lads would only benefit from. I just would like to see um, us use and give game time to these kids who are, are on the verge of coming through, like Jack Clark. Yeah. <laughs> what a great move that was for him, signing for Spurs and coming back Honestly. and just be, not even getting a game, not even yeah. being in. The but no, uh, in all seriousness, it would be great to like you know get the Clarks on there. Um, and you know you've got the senior people in. I'm saying, well, I say senior. No, I'm I'd, I'd like how- to see a team like this line up in the FA Cup. I, I think like I that. think FA Cup is where because if you think about the FA Cup, the FA Cup is structured so you kind of play it instead of league games. The problem with the League Cup is it's played and league games are played. Yeah. So I would rather Calvin Phillips did not risk getting injured in a Carabao Cup, and we we got uh, who was a centre midfield lad. He was great. Um, you know, and he looks like the uh, Alfie uh, McCalman. You know, he put him in that Phillips. Yeah, put him in that role. Let's get him there. So if Phillips, because Phillips is raking up yellow cards, 
He's raking up. Uh, he, he, oh, he goes in for some tackles, yeah. and a referee is gonna is gonna punish him for that with a red. But imagine if we had a ready uh, made replacement like McCallum, ready to go in, who had experience of playing against a team like Stoke, because Stoke, he will use that on Tuesday night as a test for his first team. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's not it's not going well for him. So to have our lads get experience of that kind of quality of player like Stoke will put in front of us that that's kind of what I hope the strategy would be what about yourself I mean you know what's your feeling on that agree to be honest because I think the Carabao Cup you're going to get nothing from it Hmm. even if you do win it you just get money from it well I honestly I just I'm like man I just want automatic promotion you know again going back to that uh, take me home documentary you know when when our uh, CEO turned around there we're not messing around he's used a different term but we're not messing around with the playoffs this season I mean I love that that's the thinking and you know the, the having a run in this cup because of how it's structured you know other, I think it's until you get to the final is the only time you miss out but then you're just essentially getting a game in hand thrown in Yeah, I, I just think it's very disruptive uh, but use it to your benefit but too fair though I think like Cups like the Carabao Cup and FA Cup, you know, are made for like League One, League Two teams, and then for the FA Cup, you know, you get your like your conference teams. I think they're made for the lower league teams. So maybe so you know someone like a mid-table team. Let's say like you know Stephen had just summit in League mm-hmm. Two. Yeah, they finish mid-table. Then how about that? Because they're not going to get that much money from it. Then they're just going to like you know focus on the FA Cup yeah, and no, they I can agree. get money from that no that is nice and you know certainly in a world of uh, what we've seen happening at Berry, where I think the EFL have been an absolute disgrace in their support of, of a club and I Bolton mean, um, well yeah you were just talking about Bolton uh, this morning weren't you and, yeah. and, and the scenario there it's absolutely ridiculous you know we need to support these things I mean I was even thinking these are two teams uh, lad they're near us uh, they're nearer to us than Leeds I mean yeah, um I think we should all go and try and support uh, you know, clubs that are struggling if they're near to us. So I, I, I'm telling you now, if I spot an opportunity where we can do a Bolton a Berry game, we'll, we'll go to it and support them. Obviously, never get in the way of Leeds. But yeah, I, that's kind of how I hope in the next seven days we approach that. And then, who would have thought, you know, Saturday coming, Swansea, this is looking like a really goddamn important game right now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they're... they're um, battling against us. We need to put some distance between them. And, you know, it, again, it was um, looking at that the review recently when we came back from holiday of that documentary. <laughs> there were just games. It was like the away West Brom game. It was the Norwich at home game. Sheffield United at home. It was, they were the ones that, that I mean, you know, Wigan stings more, more than anything. That Easter weekend was horrific, but... I just kind of think we could have still had that horrific moment over that Easter weekend, but if we'd kind of performed better, got that draw away at West Brom, performed like we we know we can, uh, it, you know, what happened against Norwich was just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, but no, they were a good team, but we were yeah. nowhere near as good as yeah. what we could be that day. Yeah, but Norwich do have a class And, side, and Sheffield United, man. I see, I think I don't think Norwich do. Uh, I I, think, uh, no, sorry, sorry to divert, but I, I'm telling you, they're bouncing straight back down. No, no, Pucky will save them. Team of Pucky no. will save them. I'm Not telling you enough. now, he's going to get like 25 odd goals this season. Yeah, in the Prem. I know it sounds stupid, but he will. He'll be near the top goal scorers, and I think he'll just save them. Honestly, Southampton will sign him. 
in, in the January transfer. Yeah, some like team someone like will sign him and take him Burnley. away. Yeah, Burn, Burnley. That's a great shout. Burnley will sign him. Burnley, they, they always like the little championship yeah. strikers. No, don't they? Burnley they will like sign him. So that's why I think Norwich will come straight back down. But anyway, going back to that, then you know we had Sheffield United, which I mean, I, I mean, even to this day, I I can't Believe. figure out how we did not win that game. Yeah, uh, so many chances. It was nuts. Wasn't there Tyler Roberts bit? But my like point being is, we need. The, the learn is that we can't let that happen again. So whatever yeah. psychologically we have to do, because I think it wasn't. It definitely wasn't talent uh, an issue mm-hmm. because we know we got the talent, but we definitely psychologically need to make sure we push past that. And if we beat Swansea on Saturday, I think that's another step forward. Oh that's, yeah, we're going to that game, aren't we? It's a step up. We most certainly are. That was a, a, our next bit of tickets. But uh, is is the team and and the team I would put into that is the team that beat Stoke. Yeah. Straight away, I mean, what would you change? Yeah, exactly. Uh, If we play like that, I mean, again, you know, our performance against Stoke was absolutely wonderful. At Lad to Leeds on Twitter, at Lad to Leeds on Instagram, Lad to Leeds at gmail.com. Drop us an email. Let us know if you agree. Let me know if you've got any more thoughts. And we will give you a shout on this podcast next week. It's your podcast, it's a Leeds fan podcast. You tell us what you think about the Great Leeds United. New feature, the most controversial feature in sporting media. This is where everybody will be talking about Leeds United. It is the Leeds United unpopular opinion feature. Dropping bombs. So every week... We will give one of our very own, and obviously the idea is we want you to, to engage with us on this and not only react, but we also want you to give us your Leeds United unpopular opinion. Now, this is our first episode of season two. You'd expect me to come in with a real banger. Now, this is a banger, but I have an absolute massive earth-shaking banger to deliver and i'm holding on to it mm-hmm. but i'm not going to do it in this episode i'm going to come in with my second banger okay my second Leeds united unpopular opinion okay yeah. i might drop the big big banger next week yeah but it's a big one i mean mm-hmm. people are gonna hate when i drop it that mm-hmm. but i want to drop in i'm going to drop the Leeds united most unpopular opinion right now for episode one of season two is this. After yesterday's Stoke game, I can confirm I do not like the Leeds United away strip. That's stupid. No, that's, that's stupid. That is no. the most nicest away kit we've had. It's just it just looks no. so nice. It, no, right. So, Leeds, like many football clubs, are not alone in having horrific strips every now and then. It's okay. not horrific. No, I'm not saying it's not terrific. Horrific. All I'm saying is I don't like it. I was kind of into it when it first appeared. And by the way, going back to the Take Me Home documentary, did anyone else spot the bit where he's getting the demo shirt put in front of him, Radzrazani, and it's not pink, that's for trim. It's red. Oh, and stupid. and nothing's been said. And, like literally, that? when that scene's on, and it's like building into the story arc of it. I mean, unless the contrast on our telly was wrong or whatever the color, but that was red to me. 
And I was screaming at the screen. I was going, that's right. Whoa, 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 whoa. How come no one is just pointing out the fact that there's a shirt in front of there that has a Leeds United badge on and it's red? That, that, that is, the, how is no one losing their head over that? Anyway, moving back to the pink thing. Well, what got did now. he say about it? It, it was nothing. He was just saying, oh, yeah, I like that. And you can see Leeds. Oh, we need the thing there. And I'm going, uh, yeah, and it's red. And he's going, yeah, no. And then, oh, that's nice on the trim. And I've got, yeah, and it's red. And he's going, oh, well, yeah, no, we we'll like that. Just do those changes. But he never mentioned the red. And I'm like going, what a death. Anyway, that isn't that shirt never got. But my thing about the pink and grey is this, right? Mm-hmm. It's pointless. Why? It is pointless. Why? It doesn't. It doesn't show off or add, or excite, or make us look good. If anything, I was thinking it almost looks like, uh, and, and this came to me during the JD Sports thing, like we picked up a training kit at, uh, from Direct Sports or something, you know, like from Mike Ashley's lot. It, 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 it just, I'm not sure what the point in it is. It's obviously the platinum color is on because when remember we were at ls11 and uh live which was wonderful by the way we're at ls11 live in leeds just before we went on holiday before the start of the season before the first start game of the season listen to it listen to that podcast it's really good um it's it's, uh, the the chatting it tony dirigo was there andy hughes was brilliant wasn't andy hughes great at that he was was really cool dropping bombs everywhere he was doing unpopular opinions yeah remember when he dropped the line bielsa's won nothing Ooh, it went off. Anyway, listen to that podcast, ALS11, the live one, and, and check out all the others as well because it's brilliant. The guys from All Leeds TV were there, weren't they? Yeah. And they'd gone and bought the top. Mm-hmm. And we were chatting to those guys. Make sure you follow them as well, All Leeds TV. If you don't, I'm sure you do already because they are the, the main guys. You, you, we were all kind of like, yeah, no, we really like it. And, you know, and I went, oh, that's obviously Platinum. And Joe from All Leeds TV goes, it's not because the Platinum is the platinum on the home shirt because it was actually staged as that. Yeah. So what is the point in the grey? What is the point in the pink? We don't necessarily... It just doesn't show leads off at all. Any values. It doesn't show... It's our centenary away kit. Why the hell is it grey and pink? I mean, I'll be honest with you. As long as we keep the white, nice and pure yeah i'm happy with that and not put any stupid ass trim on that but that kit i'm sorry unpopular opinion episode one of season two for me the away kit is a nonsense it's pointless that's why it's an unpopular opinion not even, at lad, it's not even bad at lad to leads on twitter at lad to leads on instagram it suits so many of our players it doesn't suit anyone Mate, have you seen Mateus click it he mix, looks perfect he was made no for a, that mix it's not right I'm it's, telling you now no, it, oh I'm telling unpopular opinion there you go there's your discussions get involved lad disagrees well, from all the away kits that I've seen in my time of being a Leeds fan it's probably that one no that way like what, but more than the blue the blue and yellow the blue and yellow was oh, good. Oh, that was gorgeous. Was good. Yeah, See, exactly. One. See, there you go. Straight away. When you start putting it into that context, you know there's some positive. Yeah, but it's not like the right. worst one we've had. It's, I'm not saying it's the worst one. All I'm saying is I don't like it. Do you think it's like that home kit we had, which I like, the one with the blue stripe? I mean, the one middle. with the blue stripe down the middle, that was, that was horrific. Nice. We looked like a car. 
that was nice well. like, like some kind of ford car or something that was like so that. nice um at lad to leads on instagram at lad to leads on twitter you react let us know lad to leads at gmail.com you can find us on facebook um i took my lad to leads just search that in there and we'll uh, interact with you this is your podcast i know i keep saying it but it's a must that you get involved this is what it's all about uh, so yeah, they're the two main features that the uh, Leeds United and popular opinions is going to be huge for us. I can see it now because wait until I give you that banger. Um, it's coming. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be controversial. Um, but also, uh, what we've got to do is is thank. Uh, uh, well, what we do is thank you guys all the time for getting involved. We'll give you as many shout outs as possible. We're also really trying to kind of keep our eye out on. Uh, things out there in the Legion United verse that uh, you guys might not have spotted. There's a new Twitter account knocking around, which is absolutely fantastic. Let me just find it for you now on my phone. It is called All Stats Aren't We. So at All Stats Aren't We. Go out dead easy to find, but let me just give you, this is brilliant. I never found this before. It certainly wasn't there last season as far as I know. All Stats Aren't We. Follow it. It's on Twitter. It's absolutely brilliant. Let me give you some kind of examples that uh, this guy's been putting out. Or it might be a girl. I don't no, it's uh, kind of got Bielsa as, as a logo. Um, first one up here. The most starting to st- statistic is this. Leeds could have not fielded a goalkeeper in all five of their league games this season, and they would still be unbeaten in the league. That means that Leeds are allowing around six shots per game in their last four games. As for shots on target, there has been eight in five games. That's 1.6 per game. I mean, it it's just one of them where you end up reading for hours and going through. And obviously at the moment, as a Leeds fan, it just makes you feel absolutely fantastic. Another thing to look out for that we spotted on the socials for everybody. Um, if you're listening to this, you're obviously into your podcasts. Now, the, a, a conversation blew up, and it's obviously teasing, but the all um, Leeds TV... Uh, guys, Joe and Connor started in a conversation that were teasing they're going to do a podcast, which would be absolutely amazing. If these guys get into the podcast arena, they're going to blow it up big time. And in, in a time where we have got amazing Leeds content everywhere, I mean, we really have. Uh, from LUFC Lewis, uh, who does some great uh, videos and more and has worked on the music videos done by Mickey P and all those guys. We, we've just got Leeds content coming out of everywhere. But yeah. if if their teasing is true, we're going to get an all-Leeds TV podcast coming soon by Joe and Connor. Keep an eye out for that. Just follow those guys on the socials. You'll find them out there at all-Leeds TV. Make sure you get on those. They're, they're on Instagram. They're on they're on uh, Twitter. Get following them so that when you have a new Leeds United podcast in your life when it does drop. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant to be back. Uh, lad, uh, final thoughts for this first episode. Are you feeling good about it? Yeah, I am. Feeling good about Stoke on Tuesday? Yeah. I think, I'm sure we're, we're going to have a bank holiday press conference, hopefully today. Score predictions. Score predictions for Stoke. Well, I, I mean, I think it depends on what we do. I, I think we'll... Two, I went 2-1 for the weekend but I generally think it'll go 2-1 towards and that's with me thinking we replace the Phillips if we put if we put reserves in if we put the reserves in yeah like you said 1-0 mm-hmm. I think we'll keep a clean sheet because still have Kiko Casillo and that then but if we didn't put the reserves in 2-0 2-0 2-0 yeah I, I hope we do vote what about Swansea 
Um, Swansea, I'm confident 2 0. I think we'll have Coops back for that as well. Yeah, yeah. I saw some of his training. He's back Brilliant. in the back in the training top and he's training. Good man. Which is um, good. I, do you know how long Ailing's away for? I haven't a clue. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> my my concern's Tyler Roberts. Is he dead? Yeah, no, no, he's, he's not. not dead. That's a bit harsh. Um, he's no, like been away for like three yeah, months. No, so. he he'll be there, man. He'll be there. I mean, he's obviously a real bad injury he's got. Um, but you know, again, he, he, we've got Tyler Roberts to come back, and I actually think that back end of the season he was absolutely fantastic. And you yeah. thought actually when we were playing him up front, he banged in a load of goals as well. So I think we've got so much more to come with him. I would go. You did you go two nil Swansea? Then? Two Sorry, nil two nil Swansea. I'm going to go three nil. And I and I think it's going to be like that kind of we're going to throw it down and go hey, centenary year a hundred points a hundred goals that's lad to Leeds. Remember the socials you can get us on at lad to Leeds. It's been lovely um, recording this. Hope you're enjoying it. Get involved. The weekly Brett will be back, and unpo- uh, Leeds United unpopular opinions will be back as well. Thank you so much for listening. Every Monday, subscribe now, guys. Thanks so much. See you guys. I took my lad to Leeds. Join the conversation on Twitter. Follow on Instagram at Lad to Leeds. Facebook. Search Lad to Leeds.